Welcome to Education Matters with the Matsubaro School District Superintendent, Dr. Randy Trainey, a podcast to look inside important education matters here in the Matsu. Hello, I'm here with Shelley Lincoln and Dan Heidela, and we're going to spend some time today talking about the ABLE project that we offer to students here in the Matsu Valley. Shelley or Dan, can you give us a yeah. quick breakdown of what is ABLE? What does it stand for? What niche does it serve for particular students? So ABLE stands for uh, Academy of Blended Learning Education. Um, it's a credit recovery program that's actually been around since 2010 in the district. How many years here at Bershaw? It's been here since 2013. I've been here seven years at Bershaw High School, so a while um, and we work with juniors and seniors that find themselves deficient behind in credit um, on their road to graduation. What's it look like? What's the platform from a student's perspective? Like how do, you know, is it online? Is it in person? How do they work in the ABLE program? So this is a flex blended learning. So it's really focused on the students and their needs. So basically when you walk into an ABLE Academy, you will see students working independently at a computer. The classes are a blend of different platforms, but it's all online. However, when a student needs help, they go to the teacher or the staff members in the room. There's always going to be a minimum of two staff members in a room to provide both uh, tutoring help, mentoring, and small group instruction. So the teachers look at the data of student progress and they have the the ability to determine when uh, a group of students need some small group instruction. But really it's about helping students grow in their their agency so that they can set goals with their mentor teachers and accomplish their goals in in their own time frame. So you mentioned, Shelley, that this is primarily for juniors and seniors who are credit deficient. In the ABLE program, do you do anything with those students, like an assessment at the beginning to find out if there's any skill area deficits? I guess, how do you onboard a student? That's a really good question. So we map test them just to do uh, like what you just said, is to you know identify any skill deficits because that's obviously, you know, can be a root cause for students getting behind in credits. Um, a lot of times as educators, we you know, you can tend to identify it as a lack of motivation, but when you really get to that root cause, you find that there's skills deficits, you know, maybe in math or reading, language understanding, you know, comprehension. So we do assess at the beginning for that. The onboarding piece is something that's really grown. We spend a lot of time in onboarding. And in fact, I'll let Dan kind of talk about, we have a specific course for onboarding. Yeah, I've got this course called uh, Power Thinking, which map testing is a part of that class. And then they take a student learning assessment so that we kind of get an idea of how they learn. They write an autobiography. They give us, we have lots of questions about what suits their learning needs best. And then we provide some uh, habits of success instruction because really their success in the academy is about building positive habits. And then all students are enrolled in our Alex math program, which allows math instruction to be completely personalized to where a student is at. What's the course load for a student who's working in the ABLE program? Do they have six classes at a time, seven, or a smaller number? So it's a smaller number. They work on two at a time. 
you know, we'll have them enrolled in say four just to get them lined up, but they're actively working on two courses at a time, again, at their own pace, just depending on their skill level, will dictate how fast they can get through a course. Some students really get at it and can get through courses, you know, in a matter of a few weeks and then others, you know, for example, if they're taking a math Alex course and it's just going to take them a little bit longer, they keep working on that course simultaneously working on a second course and maybe they're completing that second course to get that third course done still in math class with their other course so it's just again it's just very much an individualized learning plan you can ask a student how many credits they have to graduate in able and they can tell you pretty quickly how many classes they have left how many credits they have left i mean what their timeline to finish they're very familiar with it because of the goal setting on a daily basis but yeah, two courses is what they work on at a time. And that's really one of the things that students like. They love the focus, the narrowed focus. A lot of them will just focus on one course at a time. And one to two courses at a time leads to success in, an, in this kind of environment because students don't get lost in the weeds. And they, once they complete a course, they feel that confidence having that success. And so it just continues one course at a time, and they get to see it on their transcript right away, which is really cool. It sounds like, you know, you have supports built in, and it's kind of individualized for each student, but it is a credit recovery program. How, and, and obviously it's going to de- depend on each student, but like, what are the what are the ranges that students could expect to earn in a year if they were motivated and if they, all of those things that lead to credit accrual happen? How many credits might a person be able to get if a student is motivated, we really coach them to believe that, you know, you complete a class as, as, as hard as you work on a class and as often as you work on that class. We've had students that started off at, you know, 10 credits at the beginning of the year and graduated. I think the most amount of courses I've had a student complete, which was a couple of years ago, was I think 32 courses in a year. And that's when we were using APEX which uh, common core with a lot of built-in small group instruction and interventions. And, and, that, and that student, they graduated a little bit early, a few weeks early, or they would have completed more classes. So most of the students that we get, however, they are deficit in credits and in skills. And so it really kind of depends on a, a student's own abilities and work ethic. But the main thing is that uh, that uh, teachers work really closely with the students to determine what those uh, goals are. You gave us a a really compelling example there of how one student earned so much credit. But let's talk about those, you know, the students who've gone there and, you know, they've earned their credit and now they've graduated. What paths are open to them after going through ABLE? Can they go to a trade school, the military, college? Are all those things open or is there a limit? So all those things are absolutely open and quite common with the graduates as they leave. The only thing that we are limited to is NCAA qualifications. So if you have a student looking for NCAA scholarships, they won't qualify with these courses because they're tier, you know, they're tier two level courses. But for um, everything else, so really 95% of students can move on to the next level, uh, whatever pathway they choose. Yeah, and what what we've seen is we've had so many students that came back to to give us updates on what they were doing with their education or career. And even if they 
uh, I mean, I've had some that they didn't go on to college, but they were just so happy that they got their diploma because there was so much time that they, several years where they didn't think they had a chance to graduate. And uh, because they did, they just came away with a different mentality that they could achieve whatever they wanted to. So it's really cool. We really see lives turned around through this program. Yeah. yeah, they're all over the community, too. I mean, I'm looking across the street at the bank across the street from us. I know that one, the bank manager was a Versailles High School graduate, one of the Wasilla City Council members, Versailles High School graduate, of Versailles High School graduates working at the district level for our school district. So just really, really cool to see those guys or, you know, identify that we work at Versailles and they, they let us know they're a graduate. It's just that's what that's what makes all this worthwhile. Yeah, for sure. When I when I get to tour Burchell, I was, you know, I've been in seeing kids working in schools for 31 years now, and I was just struck by how on task every single student was. The investment that I saw each of them putting into their own futures is just palpable. You could feel it. Yeah. But I'm sure with all those, you know, all those great stories that there's probably an occasional student who is struggling while they're in ABLE. How do you address that kind of student who, you know, isn't making progress fast enough? Uh, teachers do a mentor meeting once a week to every two weeks, depending upon our enrollment. They talk to the student. Part of half the conversations about about their credits, and students have access to their all their data, their credits, their progress at their fingertips, and the mentor helps them interpret that and and reflect on their on their pacing. Then the the other part of the conversation is about habits of success. What habit of success is either getting in your way of not progressing as you need to or what needs to improve. There's a big coaching aspect to it, but students who are not progressing, we monitor their progress. We have a data system that allows us to access data over the all of the academy students really quickly. And so we uh, weekly have a meeting and we address that every week. And we always do something that's like we... We always look at what we have not tried yet with this student. Do they need more one-on-one time? Do they need to be referred to our mental health counselor? What involvement um, do we need from home? Determine whether or not they need remote tutoring. And then eventually, you know, we, we have meetings with, uh, with parents and we just collaborate. It's, it's a real collaborative uh, problem-solving process. And that we do that, we exhaust everything that we've got, basically. Let me throw a hypothetical out there for you. Let's say that I'm a senior at one of our other high schools in the Valley, and I am credit deficient, and I kind of haven't really done anything about it. And now it's March, you know, of my senior year. Practically speaking, I probably can't, even if I were to go into ABLE right now, I'm probably not going to get done in time for graduation. Should I just throw up my hands and say, you know, well, all hope is lost, or or are there supports for people who are in that situation? Our school motto is hope, you know, providing hope through education. So we'll never say all hope is lost. But we also know that hope's not a strategy either, right? So you got to take some action. So um, a student like that, which we get, uh, you know, obviously um, every year, yeah, they might not make their graduation deadline in May, but we have school, you know, we have a uh, summer school program opportunity to try to get them through, um, you know, and sometimes you're looking at a fifth year, depending on, you know, how credit deficient they are. It's always my hope that we don't get to that point, you know, the, the, what the senior hasn't done anything. I'm always hopeful that, you know, other adults in that 
student's life is kind of are trying to coach them into, you know, seeking an alternative program like ABLE um, sooner rather than later. But no, I mean, we'll take, we, we have our share of kids who show up as a fifth year senior for the first time in the ABLE program. Um, and we'll never say all hope is lost. So. And it really depends on how many credits we're talking about. I mean, if, you know, if they haven't done anything all year long and they come to us in March, we create a plan and and we see what is possible. We always we always examine what is possible. I mean, to a motivated senior, um, it is possible to complete a class every one to two weeks because if they put the hours in outside of school, it can happen that fast. So even in March, there is still hope to graduate for many of these seniors, even through summer school. But even if it doesn't happen through summer school, really boils down to what their what their academic needs are. For example, if they've got a bunch of math classes that they're deficit in, if that's a big thing, then we need to get them as soon as possible to give them time to build those math skills through our program because it's not going to happen in just a couple of weeks. You know, math is it's about building on, on each skill. So even if we don't get all the way there by the end of summer school, there's just no shortcut for building uh, math skills. So it's really critical we get them. But if it's a, if it's just like electives and maybe a couple of core classes, you know, we can usually handle most of those credit needs within a, a short amount of time. We're nearly done here. I do want to get one last question in or an opportunity for you. As I understand it, you folks are working with other high schools in the Valley right now, especially in light of COVID and the pandemic and what it has done to many of our students' transcripts to bring ABLE to other schools. Could you talk very briefly about that? Yeah, COVID has kind of really created a large credit deficit district-wide, um, and it's probably something we'll be dealing with for a couple of years. And with ABLE being only for juniors and seniors, you know, that means catching up current ninth, 10th graders um, down the road. So um, we have a, a satellite program that's developing over at Houston High School and one at Colony High School, and we're really excited just excited to see high schools kind of taking this on because I've always believed that, you know, we should be looking at resolving some of this in our comprehensive schools and not, you know, using Burchell to kind of be the district-wide credit recovery program. But um, with that said, we're really excited to expand it. The admin teams over there are very excited. And again, just spreading that hope to graduation um, further out on both sides of the district and in the core areas. Yeah, so the same program, like we we're describing it as, you know, basically dropping a Starbucks in schools, meaning that you can go anywhere in the world and order your coffee, and it's going to taste the same, no matter what Starbucks you go to. So that's kind of what we're shooting for with ABLE, a very branded, specific program that we have had success with for the last 10 plus years here to uh, be successful at these other sites. And you know, both admin teams at these other sites are also very open to the idea of helping students that don't currently go to their schools that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll get some kids that are currently remote and struggling to come out and go to these smaller programs uh, within these other schools and come in person and get caught up and really see the value in that diploma. I want to thank Shelley Lincoln and Dan Heidela, administrators at Brochelle High School, for spending time with us on Education Matters. And talking with us about the Academy of Blended Learning uh, Education, the ABLE program that we offer to our students here in the Valley. Your message was just one of hope 
and belief in students. I really appreciate the work and all of your staff uh, has done for kids. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Thank Trainer. you.